Praise the Lord. So, real blessing to be here today. Uh, there's so much stuff I want to say about this place. I love this place so much. Uh, but I just want to say it's an honor to be here. I love I, I love COC and I love COS very much. And this place has had a pr profound um, impact on my life. Uh, and I know without a doubt I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't if it wasn't for coc and cos and uh really it all started my mom and dad got married right here in this chapel like <laughs> some years ago uh you know i think it's 42 i don't know i've lost count but anyway my mom and dad got married right here and uh i remember my mom's whole side of the family was catholic this is one of my favorite stories and uh they're all and they're not like saved catholics come on somebody they're heathen catholics so just pray for them okay um my mom made a lot of waves because she was the first person in her family in like generations and generations to receive Jesus and to, you know, step into the charismatic movement. And uh, I always tell my mom, I said, mom, your family can trace their Catholic lineage back to Peter, the first Pope. Come on, somebody. Uh, but she, uh, I remember my dad said, he's like, oh, I'm not going to lie, man. I was super nervous whenever we were at the wedding. He said, because uh, you know, he's like, you just never knew, especially back then. You never knew what was going to happen. I mean, it wasn't like people weren't just praying in the spirit in church. It's like you might be singing in the spirit at Walmart or like, you know, at a wedding and whatever. And so he said during worship, he said, sure enough, he said somebody, you know, broke out with a message in tongues and there was an interpretation. And my dad said, I was just nervous the whole time. And uh, my dad doesn't get nervous too much, praise the Lord. But he said, I was nervous, man. He said afterwards, uh, my mom's grandmother, which was my great grandma, came up to him and she had tears running down her face. And she said, today was so beautiful. She said, and that person that prayed in another language, she said, how awesome is it that you had people, she's like, from other countries at your wedding today. And she said, it remind me of when the priest used to do mass in Latin. And she said, this blessed me so much and I'm so glad you guys are doing all the stuff that you're doing and doing missions work and somebody from another country was here. And, uh, and I was like, I know COC's anointed, praise the Lord. They can even solve problems like that. Uh, but seriously, I grew up, I grew up here and, uh, you know, COS, I, Mr. Miller, I'll always call, call Steve Miller Mr. Miller because I was eight when I met him, and that's just what he was growing up. You know, when I come to chapel, I'm like, it's good to see Mr. Miller today. You know, everybody's like, you still call him Mr. Miller? I'm like, he'll always be Mr. Miller. But we were, we were his first class uh, when he first came to COS to teach, and uh, it's a miracle from on high that he's still uh, teaching and involved in education today because we were rough on him, man, real rough on him. But – uh. I thank God for him, and I thank God for uh, Kathy. Whenever I remember when they got married, and me being the loving, gracious guy that I am, I came to school right after they got married, and I told him, I said, congratulations, sir, you really married way up, you know, and, and uh, he's like, I know I did, Ryan. God bless you. Thanks for that encouragement today. Um, but seriously, I, I, I love this place, and, you know, Pastor Nick, who's with the Lord, I always thought Pastor Nick was awesome because we had the same birthday. Uh, March 9th, but Pastor Nick had a profound impact on my life, not just because, you know, it's, it's awesome when you grow up respecting somebody and admiring somebody and looking up to somebody, um, and then as you get older, you become friends with them, and so I really went from growing up and looking um, to him as a pastoral figure, you know, while I was on campus, and God gave him a, an incredible amount of wisdom in the way he pastored here and the way he oversaw the ministry of the school 
uh, and anybody that's been here for a little while knows that. But uh, it was awesome for me as I grew up and as I launched out in the ministry. Uh, there were some people that were involved at the school at the time that were real critical of me because I, I jumped out in ministry real young. And I know I'm still young, praise the Lord, but I've been at this a long time. And uh, I remember Pastor Nick just encouraged me. I actually left high school early to go into full-time ministry and then got my GED and went to college and got a degree and all that great stuff. And a lot of people were really uh, critical of that. And I remember Pastor Nick, I ran into him. I think it was at La Pachanga's. That's where we always used to run into each other at. And, uh, and he told me, he said, Ryan, this one, you know, I'm proud of you, man. And he said, I respect you. And I respect your decision. He said, I see God's hand on your life. And he said, I think that great things are in store for your future. And he said, I know some people have been critical of the decision that you made, but he's like, I just want you to know that I support you and I'm praying for you. And uh, I've never forgotten that. And, you know, he just left a huge mark on me. And I know that he left a huge mark on everybody that was here today. And I could keep you here all day long telling great stories about Pastor Nick Itzis. But I want to challenge everybody uh, that's here today to hold on to good times like the one that I just shared because that's where Pastor Nick is going to live. He's going to live on in all the awesome memories that we have of him and as we continue to celebrate his life. Elvis Presley, somebody that I love, pray for me. I'm not that holy, okay? Uh, Elvis Presley said, nobody really dies until people quit talking about them. And uh, I don't think we'll ever stop talking about Pastor Nick. Amen. And so I just want to give honor to him today and uh, say that I'm I'm excited to see him again. It's not goodbye. It's I'll see you later. And uh, I'm jealous that he beat me to heaven. Praise the Lord, because I'm ready to go. Come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. Um, but I remember, I'll say this before I jump into the word. The last time that I spoke at COC was almost 20 years ago, and Stephen and I were talking about it before uh, service. They let um, all the, a bunch of students from COS lead the service. Um, well, I guess it was 20 years ago. I think it was 1997. It was 97 or 98. I've got some timers. Y'all pray for me, okay? Uh, but I remember on that day, we had such an awesome time. It was a beautiful day. One of the things that I appreciate most about COC is this place is known for its worship, amen, and the incredible atmosphere um, of worship this created. And I sense that same anointing here today, and, and it's just an honor and a privilege um, to be back after all these years and, uh, and to share the word of the Lord with you. I really respect Tom Croyder a lot. And uh, I'm so glad that he called me and said, hey, man, you want to swap pulpits? And uh, I said, yeah, I'd love to. You know, I was like, does a fat kid like Christmas cookies? Of course I want to swap pulpits. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I really love Tom. And I told him, you know, he swung by this morning. I told him, I said, I wish more pastors would do what we're doing today in our area because I think it would have a huge impact on the body of Christ um, because we're all on the same team. Hello, everybody. And uh, we have different styles, and we're called to do different things, you know. Um, and I'm glad that we're not all the same. Amen. How boring would, would, would Christianity be if we were all cookie cutters? How boring would, would Christianity be if we were all like, you know, if our mansions in heaven were all going to be like three bedrooms, two baths, ranch houses. That's, that's not the God that we serve. He created us uniquely and, and created us, um, you know, to be, to be different. And I celebrate, uh, differences, but we're all one in Jesus and, uh, kingdom minded people don't care who gets the credit as long as the kingdom is being advanced, who would say amen to that today. And so, you know, I told Tom this morning, I said, uh, you know, I think a lot of pastors won't do the kind of stuff that we're doing, especially when you're close, uh, you know, in an area because, 
I said, I think people are insecure. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, like, what if people at my church love, you know, Tom Croyder and the other elders at COC and they decide to leave the Grace Center and come over here? Well, what if they do? We're all on the same team. And as long as the kingdom of God is being advanced, uh, you know, I love COC just about as much as I love the Grace Center. Praise the Lord. This is, uh, this is always going to be uh, a second home for me. And so I, I just want to challenge everybody today. And I wanted to say this because it doesn't have anything to do with my message. I want to challenge you to pray with me that God will bring greater unity, not just to this community, but as, as Dan prayed earlier, for all of Jefferson County, amen, and the surrounding areas, because we need each other. The Bible says that we should bear one another's burdens. That's what the Apostle Paul said. The Bible says as iron sharpens iron, so one man or woman will sharpen another. We do it best when we do it together. Who would say amen to that today? And so we need each other. We make each other stronger. We make each other sharper. And uh, I want to pray that God, Tom and I were talking this morning up here in the front about um, a, a great documentary that was made by George Barna and the Barna Research Group years ago in the 90s. It was called Transformations. I think we even watched that at COS. And they talked about the great revival that was, that was happening in different parts of the world. And in South America, they said one of the greatest things about the revival and the move of God that was taking place was that pastors all over different cities were trading pulpits and were encouraging each other to get together and, and supporting one another and building one another up. And uh, when we get to heaven someday, there's not going to be a Methodist section and a Baptist section, uh, come on, and a black and white section and a spirit-filled section. And, you know, there's going to be people that have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, yeah, praise the Lord. The Bible says that he has redeemed us out of every tribe, kindred, people, and tongue, and he's brought us together under the bloodstained banner of the cross. And so I just want to say I think this is really awesome today. I hope it's something that we do uh, again. And I want you to pray with me that God will bring greater unity, um, not just to our community, but to this area. Because uh, I've been all over the world. I've been blessed to be in um, every state except Alaska and Hawaii. And I'm not in a rush to get to Alaska, but I keep trying to hear God tell me to go to Honolulu. Come on, somebody. I'm like, Lord, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Just send me, okay? Uh, I've been blessed to be in over 40 nations around the world. And, you know, I'm going to be honest. In Jefferson County, uh, there's not unity like there ought to be. Amen. There's not togetherness like there ought to be. And uh, the Holy Spirit can fix that, and he can use us to do it. Amen. And so I, I pray that you'll join me in praying for greater unity and greater togetherness in, in this area. I want you to look at me this morning in Isaiah. Don't be nervous that I took a long time to say all of that. Um, I don't have a long word, just a strong word today. I tell the students at COS when I come to chapel, I say, I live by the law. Blessed are the short-winded. They'll surely be asked back again. And uh, I want to come back sooner than 20 years, okay? So I'm going to be brief today. Um, but I want to read from Isaiah 54. These are familiar verses for a lot of people, but it's just something that God's been speaking to me about a lot recently, and I, I think that it's a word uh, for your life, and, uh, and it's a word for the house. I may get a little energetic and excited. I have a lot of African Americans at my church, and uh, if you know anything about their culture, uh, they like to get excited, amen, and so they've rubbed off on me. And uh, so just don't think I'm weird or crazy. Just roll with it, okay? Okay. Uh, Isaiah 54, I want to read verses 2, 3, and 4, and I'm actually going to read this um, from the King James Version, but also from several other translations, uh, just to give a more full understanding and meaning of what these verses are saying. Isaiah 54, verse 2, it says, Enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. 
for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. I like what it says in the New Living Translation. It says, enlarge your house, build on an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Fear not, for you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid, for there is no more disgrace for you. Another translation says, clear lots of ground for your dwelling place. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep because you're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You'll forget all about the humiliations of your youth and the indignities of being a widow will fade away from memory. For your maker is the bridegroom. His name is God of angel armies. I like that. Your redeemer is the holy one of Israel known as God of the whole earth. I want to talk to you today about this thought, supernatural expansion. And uh, I want you to realize today that Expansion is the will of God for your life, for your home, for your family. Expansion is the will of God for COC. It's the will of God for the Grace Center. It's the will of God for the body of Christ in our area. And I believe that God is doing something right now um, in this moment, in this hour, and in this season that is going to bring about expansion. And when I talk about expansion, I'm not just talking about like numerical growth. Somebody say amen today. I'm talking about God wants to expand our influence, and he wants us to make a difference for righteousness' sake uh, like we never have before in our lives. And we know that that's done through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to talk about supernatural expansion. I want you to pray with me one more time today. And let's believe the Lord to anoint the ministry of his word. Father, we come before you once again today in the mighty name of your son, Jesus. And Lord, I thank you so much for the opportunity to be here this morning at COC. Lord, I thank you for this place. I thank you for COS. I thank you for this campus. Lord, I thank you for all of the hearts and lives that have been touched and changed and impacted because this place is, is in existence. Lord, I thank you for all of the mighty young men and women. And Lord, now some young at heart men and women that are doing great works for your kingdom, Lord, not just in this area and in other parts of America, but literally around the world because of this campus and because of the burden of this place for the local church and for missions everywhere. And so, Lord, it's an honor and a privilege to be back here today, Lord, to break the bread of life with your people. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts this morning in a sovereign, supernatural, extraordinary way. Lord, I pray that your word would have freedom and free course in this place. I pray that nothing would hinder what you want to say and what you want to accomplish in our midst today. Lord, I pray that you would open up the floodgates of heaven and let it rain in this house. Lord, I pray that when we leave this place today that none of us would be the same and that we would leave rejoicing about the deposit that you've made in our lives. Lord, I pray that when we leave this place today, we would leave with miracle testimonies of mighty things that you've done in our midst. You are able to do exceeding abundantly, far above, immeasurably more.
more than all we could ask or think or imagine according to your power that's at work in us. And Holy Spirit, we invite you to do it today. Have your way in this place. Have your way in our midst. Lord, thank you for the unity that's in this house. Thank you for the unity that you're bringing to your body in this community and throughout Jefferson County and the surrounding areas. Lord, we're excited to be a part of it today. Thank you that it's your anointing that lifts every heavy burden and destroys every yoke. And I pray that the anointing of your Holy Spirit would be manifested in this place today in an uncommon way. Lord, you know every need represented in this room, and I thank you that every single need is being met and supplied today according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, let your fire fall. Let your wind blow. Let your glory come down today, and let it transform us from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You know, at, at the end of every year, I always pray and, and ask the Lord uh, about vision for the upcoming year. Takes a lot of water to preach the gospel, man. <clears throat> a lot of wah-wah. Uh, <laughs> stop having fun in church. It's not allowed, okay? Uh, if you can't have fun in church, where can you have fun? In his presence is the fullness of joy, Amen. Uh, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And that's why I was excited when I read in the bulletin this morning about the elders setting aside time to fast and pray and seek the Lord about vision for the new year. I think it's important that we do that. You know, it's very easy in the world that we live in to get stuck in a religious rut. How many of y'all know that today? Uh, it's very easy, especially in, in Western uh, Christianity, to go through the motions of religious routine and uh, to get used to uh, you know, the religious experience of going to church Sunday after Sunday. And I think a lot of times it's easy in our culture and in our society to become familiar with holy things and to not realize what a blessing, what an honor, what a privilege it is to come together and worship in, in freedom like we do here in the United States of America. And I think that all of us, myself included, are guilty sometimes of lightly esteeming the anointing, not realizing how precious, how, how, precious, how sacred, how awesome, um, the anointing of the Holy Spirit really is and, and how blessed we are to be able to walk in that anointing. How many of y'all know that today? You are anointed uh, not with a different Holy Spirit, not with a different anointing, but with the same anointing and the same Holy Ghost that rested on the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, man, that ought to make you excited. Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Acts 10.38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with Power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You know, First John chapter 2 tells all of us that we have received an unction from the Holy One. That word unction translated literally means anointing. And so when you think about the fact God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, come on, Jesus said the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, to open the eyes of the blind, to declare this is the acceptable year of the favor of the Lord. If you know, That's what the anointing God placed on Jesus, the Holy Ghost that was with Jesus and in Jesus, it's the same Spirit that's on us and in us and flowing through us. And uh, what a blessing that is. What a privilege that is. We are God's 
representatives here on the earth. The Bible says that we are ambassadors for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so you and I have an awesome responsibility today to walk in the anointing of the Holy Spirit and to allow the anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow through us. I loved what Dan was praying earlier in our service today, praying that God would use us uh, to share the message of the gospel with other people around us. And I'm going to tell you, that's something that's becoming more and more rare in the United States of America. We, we don't just need revival in America. We need another great awakening in America, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. We need God to overhaul our country like completely. From the White House to your house, there needs to be another great awakening. And, and the reason I say that is when you look at Europe, you know, a couple hundred years ago, Europe was kicking out firebrand preachers, revivalists. I mean, people that were full of the supernatural power of God. And a lot of those guys were coming from Europe and ministering in America and lighting a fire all over our country. Now you look at Europe, there's only 4% of people who actually profess real, true, authentic faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think, how in the world do you go from kicking out preachers like George Whitfield, come on, and the list goes on and on and on, the Wesleys and all these kind of people, how do you go from that to only 4% of people uh, professing faith in Jesus? Well, it's not something that happened overnight. It was something that happened over a gradual period of time as people, uh, like I said a moment ago, got familiar with holy things, started esteeming the anointing of God as a light thing and no big deal. And as people, I'll tell you really how it happened, people got very slack in their desire and their passion to evangelize and to share the gospel. You all know today the word gospel literally translated means good news. And you and I should all be doing our part to share that good news with everybody that we come in contact with. And in America, uh, I see a trend right now that's disturbing to me, and that trend is a lot of people have started to act like, uh, you know, oh, well, if you have faith, that's great. Just keep it to yourself. Oh, uh, whatever you want to believe is okay. You know, all roads lead to God. I mean, I wish I could go on the Oprah show so that I could just look at Oprah and take her by the hand and be like, Oprah, I love you, and I've watched you since I was a little boy, but I just got to tell you, you're wrong. All roads don't lead to God. Jesus said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. And uh, that's becoming more and more unpopular in our society, but that's why now more than ever before, there's a greater need for you and I to be radical for us to be bold, for us to be tenacious, and I mean tenacity in love, but we need to be tenacious about sharing our faith and about spreading the good news of Jesus Christ uh, because Jesus said, go into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come into my house. Come on, somebody. He didn't say go and be like, oh, hey, uh, you know, I don't want to offend you, but, uh, you know, maybe possibly sometime I could like talk to you uh, about, about Jesus. Look. The gospel is offensive. Come on, everybody. The gospel is offensive. It offends all that we are. If you take the offense away from the gospel, then it's not the real gospel. And our nation is in trouble today, not because God is looking to the White House to solve the problems in America. Uh, 
Politicians have never had the answer, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, and I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. That's, I, I'm just a part of God's party. Come on, somebody. He's just God all by himself. God is not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm, I'm thankful, uh, you know, for a president who stands with Israel. I'll tell you that right now. I just met with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn the other night, and, and we had some time together, and we were talking about uh, how blessed we are as a nation that we have a president that's standing with Israel, and it's going to cause blessings to come on our nation and so thank God for that whatever whatever political party and I'm not preaching politics I'm just telling you whatever you believe uh, politically uh, you know God bless you but we need to pray for our leaders in our nation and we also need to understand I just got to tell it all today this might be the last time I'm here in 20 years okay let me just say it all praise God uh, we got to pray for our leaders and, and, and for our president and you know I, I believe in praying for our leaders from our local mayors uh, all the way up uh, to, you know, our commanding officer. But uh, I, I believe this with all of my heart. God is looking to the church today, not to the White House. God is looking to the church today, not to any politician or to any political party. He's looking to us. He didn't say if all the politicians in Washington will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. He said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear their cry from heaven. I'll forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And so, uh, you know, God is not looking to politicians. God is looking to his church because Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. Come on. Jesus is not coming back for a broke, busted, disgusted religious machine. That's a little African-American colloquialism for you, okay? Jesus is not coming back for a broke, busted, disgusted religious machine. Jesus is coming back for a glorious church that's without spot or wrinkle. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against his true church, and you and I are a part of the true church of the living God. And so now is not the time for us to be politically correct, okay? Now is not the time for us to allow the culture to dictate to us the way we're going to live our lives and present our faith to other people. Now is the time to stand up and speak up. It's not time to sit down and shut up. Come on, somebody, because uh, darkness is covering the earth. Gross darkness is covering the people, Isaiah 60. And the Lord is saying to his people, it's time to arise. It's time to shine because your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. And uh, people need what we have have at COC today. Come on, how many of y'all know that? People all over Hillsboro, people all over Jefferson County, they need the presence that's in this room today. They need the anointing that's in this room today. They need the strength that's in this room today. And the only way they're going to receive it is if you and I allow Jesus to be Jesus through us. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down today? He wants us to be his hands. He wants us to be his feet. He wants us to be his voice and his mouthpiece and I know that that sounds cliche but it's not cliche it's the God honest truth today and uh, I believe in friendship evangelism I think friendship evangelism is great but I also be, believe in being led by the Holy Spirit to do what Dan prayed earlier to look for opportunities to share our faith with other people and to let the Holy Spirit lead us so that we can be the salt and the light of the earth because that's what we're called to be Jesus said if the salt has lost its savior 
favor, it is good for nothing. Uh, but, you know, to be trampled out in the streets. I don't want to lose my savor. Come on, somebody. I want to be who God has called me to be. I want to do what God has called me to do. And I believe that's your heart's cry today. And we need to pray that. We need to be crying out to God saying, Lord, just anoint me to do what you've called me to do and anoint me to be who you've called me to be. I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to give you my everything. Come on, somebody. Give him everything. Give him the good, the bad, and the ugly. And tell the Lord, I know if you can use anything, you can use me. If you can use anything, you can use my life. And that's what I want, Lord. I want you to get the ultimate glory out of my life. Come on. Jesus said he wanted people to see our good works and not high-five us or fist bump us or pat us on the back and tell us how great we are. Jesus said, I want them to see your good works and I want them to be inspired to look upward and to glorify your Father which is in heaven. Come on, I don't know about you today, but the number one prayer and cry in my heart is, Lord, flow through my life in such a way that when people see me, they don't see me. They see Jesus in me. Lord, flow through my life in such a way that when people come in contact with me, they're not... They're not desiring to celebrate me, but they're desiring to say, man, I see such an incredible, sovereign, supernatural work in that dude's life that it makes me want to look up and glorify God because I know it's not about him. There's something greater going on in him. Amen. That should be all of our prayer today. That should be all of our cry. Lord, come on. And the Bible says greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. The greater one lives on the inside of you. God wants to manifest himself through our lives in such a way that people see us and it inspires them and motivates them to look upward and to glorify our father which is in heaven somebody say amen today oh i know i'm talking fastest because i got a lot to say in just a little bit of time to say it in all right i should have worn my air jordans i feel like flying today come fly with me uh you know we're gonna run through this but i want you to wrap your spirit around this today again same anointing same Holy Ghost. The Bible says that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you. It will quicken your mortal body. The Bible says that our body is, is, is perishing. The outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. So what I'm thankful for today is this. Because it's not a, a different anointing, it's not a different Holy Spirit, it's the same spirit, God can do such a sovereign work in our lives that it not only empowers us spiritually or empowers us in our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is such an awesome thing that it can literally quicken our mortal bodies and make us more alive. Have you ever met somebody who didn't act their age? And I mean in a good way. Hey, I mean in a good way. Have you ever met somebody, the guy that mentored me, uh, B.H. Clendenin, he pastored a church in Beaumont, Texas. He went all over the world. He has a ministry that was called the School of Christ. He's in heaven now. He passed away when he was 86. He literally preached up until the day that he died. He actually got cancer later on in life. And uh, I was like, man, Lord, I don't understand this. And, and Clendenin, you just had to know him. He had a great sense of humor, a great personality. He said, Ryan, when you live to be 100 years old, something is going to be the vehicle that takes you from earth to heaven. And so whenever he got to the point he lost a lot of weight, he didn't suffer with a lot of pain, but he lost a lot of weight. Whenever he got to the point that he could no longer travel, he made YouTube videos um, for the last two months of his life and literally preached right up until like the day that he died. And uh, those videos have gone all over the world. They have thousands upon hundreds of thousands of views. It's, it's amazing. But what I loved about him is, that dude had more energy than I did. Come on. And when I first met him, we went to India together when I was like 17 and a half, and, uh, and he was like almost 80. And I remember 
you know, he would preach all day long, like eight hours a day. And I was just listening to him, and I was more tired than he was. Come on, somebody. I remember one time after a lunch break, the, the, the Bible college, we were doing a short, short-term training school. It was on the fourth floor of this YMCA building in India. He ran up all four floors and beat me to the top. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to show this dude what's up. I was like, let me show this 80-year-old guy what's up. So I started trying to pass him up. And when he saw me, he was an ex-Marine, World War II veteran, had his knee shot out in World War II in the islands. I mean, just tough dude. And I'm like, this dude has a bum knee, and he's still beating me. Come on, somebody. What's wrong with this? And, uh, and he beat me to the top. And when I got to the top, I was all like, oh, you know, huffing and puffing. And, uh, and he was like, he slapped me on the back, and he's like, Someday, Ryan, you'll be in as good a shape as I am. And I was like, Lord, I hope so. Just lay hands on me and pray over me or something. I thought, this guy's 80 years old. But he inspired me because he, he always used to tell me this. He would say, Ryan, I live by the life of another. I live by the life of another. He would say, it's not I that lives, but Christ lives through me. And he would say, the same spirit that raised Jesus. Come on, that same spirit of resurrection life. That same spirit of resurrection power. He would say, it lives on the inside of me. And he said, it's quickening my mortal body and it's making me alive. And that's what I want to say to you today. Man, you are anointed. Amen. You and I are anointed. The anointing is not just for uh, pastors and elders. The anointing is not just for the worship team. Amen. The anointing is for believers. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, signs and wonders are for believers. Jesus didn't say these signs will follow the pastor, the evangelist, the teacher, the prophet, the apostle. He didn't just say these signs will follow the worship team or these signs will follow the staff at COS. He said these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they'll cast out devils. In my name they'll speak with new tongues. In my name they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In my name they'll drink any deadly thing and it shall not harm them. Amen. And I want to challenge you with that today to start walking in the anointing that God has placed on your life and to make sure let's all check ourselves today could we do that could we all check ourselves today and make sure that we are using the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has given us for his glory and for his honor because everybody in this room has gifts from God people always crack me up when they say oh I I would do something for the Lord but God hasn't gifted me uh, in that way no the devil is a liar God has gifted you you. Your gifts may not be like mine. Mine may not be like yours. We've all got gifts today and God wants us to use the gifts that he's given us. He wants us to walk in the anointing and in the power of the Holy Spirit. And and I want to challenge you today to understand that when you step out in faith and you stand on the word of God, God will honor your stand of faith. You know, I preach this stuff a lot at my church and uh, there's a guy that's been coming recently to our church and he feels called to ministry and you know he's never preached or been on a worship team or anything like that but he just keeps telling me man pastor ryan i want god to use me and uh, and i said what do you feel called to do he said i feel called to evangelize and uh, and he said and i don't mean necessarily behind the pulpit but he said i feel like i'm supposed to share my faith with people and as i'm led by the holy spirit i'm supposed to step out and pray for people uh you know to to be touched and to be healed and to be ministered to and uh, our church meets at a hotel right now because we we outgrew the building that we had for several years, and so we meet at the Quality Inn in Festus, and uh, and I love it because crazy stuff happens over there. I had a dude come in on on Halloween night, and uh, he had been to like two others of our services. The dude was just demonized, I don't know, and he came in, and uh, I could tell he was like he kept acting like he wanted to come forward. 
and like he was acting shady. And I, you know, I keep a couple dudes around me that'll do something to you. Hello, somebody. Uh, you know, all the craziness going on in our world today. I'm like, I trust God and I have faith in these three guys that are sitting in this room that nobody even knows are here on assignment to kill anybody that tries to hurt me. Praise the Lord. Uh, no, seriously though, I was watching this dude and I thought, this dude's acting funny. So at the end of the service, I just walked straight up to this guy and I stuck my hand out and I said, man, you know, we're glad you came back tonight. I said, I've seen you in the hotel uh, a couple other times because we meet in the big room on Sundays and we have a smaller room on Tuesdays. And he said, well, I'm not going to lie. He said, I, I came here tonight because he said, I, I, man, I was just going to beat you down. He said, I'm just mad at God and I'm frustrated. I stopped him and I said, that wouldn't have been a good idea, man. I said, because I got some guys in here that would drag you out. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I got a couple dudes in here that haven't been saved that long, and I'm kind of glad about it. Praise the Lord. They're still being sanctified, and I feel safer with them in the room. And so anyway, I witnessed to this guy, and he, he broke down, and, uh, and we prayed over him. And crazy stuff like that happens all the time. Well, the other night, there was this guy wandering around in the lobby, and I was busy setting some stuff up. And I saw him, and I thought, that dude looks like he needs Jesus. But I got to keep setting this stuff up for church. Come on. And uh, so this guy from, this guy who told me he has a heart for evangelism, the next thing I know, he's bringing this dude into our meeting room. And he said, Pastor Ryan, he's like, uh, you know, this is Joe. And he said, Joe's going through a crazy time right now. And he said, I was just talking to him out in the lobby. And he said, I feel like we're supposed to pray for him. And I'm like, well, dude, then you pray for him. And this guy broke down. This dude was his name was Joe he started crying he said listen man he said I just found out that my daughter was raped several days ago and he said I came to this hotel because I've been wanting to go and kill the guy and the guy was severely intoxicated he said I'm intoxicated I said yeah we know Joe it's okay come on I said it's all right and uh, this dude broke down and started weeping as this guy from my church just prayed over him powerful prayer and ministered to him and Joe Joe quit praying he said you know what guys he said I'm gonna go eat some food and he said across the street and he said now I'm gonna come back he said after I sober up, <laughs> he said, because I feel like I'm supposed to be here tonight. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, man. I said, do it. And I'll be honest, I didn't think he was going to come back. Lo and behold, he was gone about 45 minutes. And just when I was getting ready to get into my message, he came back and he had eaten and he was sobered up. And at the end of the night, the guy that saw him out in the lobby and brought him in for prayer before the service, he and another brother from our church led Joe to the Lord and started ministering to him. And, uh, and God touched him in an incredible way. And now we're trying to disciple Joe, praise the Lord, and, uh, and help him through this difficult time. This is my point. I'm so thankful that that dude from my church understands that he's anointed and he's appointed and he's been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this because if it's up to the pastor and the elders uh, you know, to do it, it's not going to get done. Come on, somebody, because signs and wonders are not just for five-fold ministry gifts and the leadership of the church. Signs and wonders are for believers. How many believers do I have up in here, up in here, up in here today? So understand, God's called you to walk in the anointing that he's placed on your life. He wants you to use the gifts and talents and abilities that you have uh, for his glory. And look, I know different people have different personalities. Uh, you know, my dad is like a crazy evangelist. Like, you know, I'm always nervous being with him. I'm like, dude, just don't make a scene. You know, we'll get on an elevator and it's going down. And my dad will announce to the whole elevator. He's like, I sure am glad I'm not going this direction when I die. Is everybody else sure you're not going this direction when you die? And I'm like, Ron Sutton, please shut up, man. This is ridiculous bro you know and I'm just like you know one time my little sister was with us and she's just like oh my gosh I just want to apologize for my dad and I was like you know hey it's, I said we're taking him back to the home right now folks don't worry it's okay I was like 
It's all right. Don't be nervous. Uh, no, seriously, though, you know, that's his personality. My sister Brianna that lives in Los Angeles, she's the same way. You may not have a personality like that where you're going to get on an elevator and, you know, be going down and, and announce to everybody, hey, uh, is this the direction you're going when you die? Do you need Jesus? I mean, you may not be that bold, and you don't have to be. There are other ways that you can share your faith. But this is my challenge to everybody in this room today. Let's start praying, God, expand me. God, enlarge me. God, help me spread out spiritually because I want my capacity for more of you to increase. Who in this room besides me wants their capacity for God to increase? I I love the prayer of Jabez. It's something we all ought to be praying. Lord, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, enlarge my territory. Lord, enlarge me, enlarge us, that your hand would be with us to keep us from evil, that it would not grieve us. Come on, the Bible says God granted Jabez that which he requested I want to challenge everybody in this room today as we close the door on this year and enter the new year let's believe God for supernatural expansion in our lives let's believe God for a greater anointing from the Holy Ghost let's believe God for a greater unction to function let's believe God to use us to do things that our eyes have never seen that our ears have never heard things that have never entered into our hearts let's really believe God for the incredible for the supernatural. Let's really believe verses like the one we prayed in our opening prayer over this message that Ephesians 3, God is able to do exceeding abundantly far above immeasurably more than all we could ask or think or imagine according to his power that's already at work in us. So many times we're sitting around saying, well, God, if you want to do something, you know, just just do it. Uh, You know, I'm here if you want to do it. And God's saying, I'm waiting on you to do something. Come on, too many people are sitting around on their blessed assurance. Hello, somebody. It's time for you to get up off your blessed assurance and walk in the anointing that God has given you, amen, and believe God to take you places that you've never been before. I don't know about you. I want to go higher today. I don't know about you. I want to go deeper than I've ever been before. I love what it says in Song of Solomon. Song of Solomon doesn't get preached on a whole lot. Hey. I love what it says in Song of Solomon. It says, draw me, and I will run after you. And I don't know about you. That's my prayer for 2018. Lord, draw me, and I will run run after you. I will pursue you with passion. I will pursue you with zeal. Lord, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so does my soul long for you, oh God. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. I'm more hungry today than I've ever been in my life. I'm more thirsty for God today than I've ever been in my life. And I just want him to use me. I want him to expand me. And see, this is the thing that I love about God. Everything that he does, he does in the realm of faith. Come on, I'm closing quickly. Wave at me if you're still here today. Y'all still with me? Come on, let's bring this thing in for a crash landing. Praise the Lord. Look, everything God does, he does in the realm of faith. That's why he said in Hebrews 11, without faith, it's impossible to please me because whoever comes to me must believe that I am, that I exist, and that I reward those who diligently seek me. The Bible says faith calls those things that are not as though they already were. So this is my challenge to you today. Understand, you're anointed, you're appointed. You've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. God wants us in this season right now to take a step of faith and say, Lord, I'm believing you for spiritual enlargement and I'm believing you for growth and increase in the natural realm. I believe God wants COC to grow bigger than it is right now. I believe God wants the Grace Center to grow bigger than it is right now because I believe people all over Jefferson County and the surrounding areas, they need what you and I have, amen? I believe that today. 
You know, I hope you believe that. They need what we've got. And uh, that's, that's what I love about this place. The, the, even the name of this place speaks of reaching out. Amen. Because there's too many churches that are inwardly focused. Oh, God, help me close the day. You know it's true. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just telling you the truth. There's too many churches that are obsessed with therefore and no more. I love this place because this place is outwardly focused. That's why there's young people. And like I said, now this place has been around so long, there's some young at heart people. Do I have any young at heart people here today? Woo-wee. Look, there's some young at heart people all over America and around the world that are making a great difference for the kingdom of God because this place is in existence. And it's because this place has not been inwardly focused. It's been outwardly focused. And that's what I want to challenge you. I want you to believe. God wants to expand your uh, capacity for him. God wants to enlarge you spiritually. He wants to enlarge me spiritually. But God does want to expand us in the natural realm. God does want us to grow and increase because there's more people that need an impartation of the fire and the life and the anointing and the presence of God that's in this place. And so you and I need to take a step of faith today. And we need to say, Lord, I'm believing that in this season you're going to enlarge my capacity for you. You're going to help me go deeper. You're going to help me go higher than I've ever been before. So Lord, I'm going to take a step of faith. I'm going to lengthen my cords. Come on somebody. I'm going to stretch out my curtains. I'm going to make preparation spiritually oh God. I'm going to I'm going to start seeking you. I'm going to dig into your word. I'm going to draw near to you because I know you want to draw near to me. And Lord, I'm going to do it and I'm going to take a step of faith because I believe that I'm about to break out on the right and I'm about to break out on the left. I believe that you're going to use me for, for your glory and your honor in such an awesome way that people are going to know that has nothing to do with them. They couldn't do that. That must be the almighty, sovereign, supernatural hand of God that's on their lives. And listen, I want to challenge you to start believing this because it's true. Whenever you and I show up somewhere, Jesus shows up with us. Come on, somebody. Whenever you and I show up somewhere, the atmosphere of the place has to change because whenever we show up, the same anointing that was on Jesus is showing up with us. The same anointing that rested on him is resting on us. When we show up, God's presence shows up. God's power shows up. God's glory shows up. And it has to cause things in the atmosphere to shift. When you show up at Walmart, stuff's got to change because you show up. When you show up at La Pachanga, stuff's got to change because you show up. When you show up at work, stuff's got to change when you show up at work because the anointing of the Holy Spirit is on you and in you and flowing through you, amen? And it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. It's the anointing, amen, that lifts every heavy burden. It's the anointing that makes the difference. And I want to say this, you and I can break out on the right and on the left whether we're feeling like we can or not because God said we can. When are we going to come back to the place that we really just believe what he says? Amen. I'm going to say it again on purpose. Faith calls those things that are not as though they already were. It's time for us to start calling stuff that's not as though it already was. And then when it starts happening, we shouldn't be surprised and act like we, we didn't think it was going to happen because that's the kind of God that we serve. Amen. You might be here today, and I'm closing. You may, you may not be here. You're like, how many doors does this message got on it? I don't know, baby. I'm trying to figure it out, all right? I'm looking for the exit ramp. No, listen. <laughs> listen to me today. I'm glad that the anointing is more than a feeling. Amen? More than a feeling. Listen, it's more than a feeling today, all right? Because, man, if I had a dollar for every time somebody came to an altar and said, I just don't feel anything, Pastor Sutton. I don't, I don't feel anything. I'd be a millionaire, praise the Lord, a multimillionaire. It's not about what we feel today. Paul said we walk by faith and not by sight. 
You're not just anointed when you feel the anointing. I love feelings. I love, I love emotions. I'm, you can tell I'm an emotional person. Uh, you know, I'm passionate. You know, I'm excited about Jesus. I can't help it. You know, you don't have to be this way. You don't have to wear a coat that looks like this. That's fine. You be you, and I'm going to be me. Amen. And some, some people don't like me. I believe that all good people like me. Praise the Lord. And, you know, people who don't like me, they've got problems. But uh, seriously, you know, we're, we're different. But it's the same anointing and it's the same spirit and God wants to use all of us. And so I want you to understand this today that you're not just anointed when you feel like it. I love to feel the presence of the Lord. I felt the presence of the Lord uh, here this morning. You know, that first, first song we opened up with, I go to midnight mass with my grandfather every Christmas Eve. He's 92 years young. He's a World War II veteran. Thank God he's still in great health. He's one of the most awesome people I know. I love to go to midnight mass with him. Because uh, none of the other heathens in my family will go. I'm like, y'all are Catholic. You should be going to this. And here I am, Protestant, and I'm rolling up in here. You know, I love it. But they sing that song that we open with today, but they don't sing it like y'all do here. I was like, woo! I was like, I wish we could just take this worship team and, and just put them over there in the loft at Sacred Heart Catholic Church this Christmas Eve and let these people sing how this song was meant to be sung. Praise the Lord. Uh, but I mean, I felt the presence of the Lord here today. I love it when I, when I feel stuff, but I've also learned at a very, very young age many years ago that it's not about what we feel it's about what we know and it's about exalting the truth of God's word in our life come on Psalm 138 says he's magnified his word above all his name God is not a man that he can lie Hudson Taylor the great missionary to China oh I love that dude he said there is a living God he has spoken in his word he means just what he says he will do all that he has promised I'm going to say this and be done today and the worship team can come back and get ready to help me if you would about two weeks ago, I went to visit a relative of mine. Woo! I'm going to try not to cry because this messes me up every time I talk about it. I went to visit a relative of mine, and uh, this particular relative is battling some addiction in their life um, to, su to substances that are harmful to their body. And uh, they've been clean for a few weeks, and I just felt led to go over there and see them. And when I, when I went in, the curtains were, were, were down, and it was dark. They were covered up with a blanket on their recliner. And uh, their spouse was just sitting there, and their kids were just, like, sitting there on the floor. And I walked in, and I just started talking to them and, and just, you know, telling them, hey, I just wanted to come by because I love you, man. I just wanted to check on you. I wanted to see how you were. And, uh, you know, I said I wanted to see your kids, and, and, and we were talking for a minute. And, uh, you know, I didn't feel anything. I was tired. Come on, somebody. I just preached, I think, twice that day. And uh, I was tired, and I was just standing there uh, in their entryway. And all of a sudden, he broke down and started to weep. And I said, man, are you okay? What's going on? And he said, I've been sitting in this chair all day long. I haven't moved one time. He said, I felt so much heaviness. And he said, I just, I, he said, I haven't even spoken to my wife. His wife choked up and started to cry. He said, I haven't spoken to her at all. He said, I haven't spoken to my kids. He said, I've been so depressed. And he said, I feel like giving up. And he said, but when you walked in the front door of my house, he said, I felt something in this atmosphere change. He said, I can't begin to explain it to you, Ryan. He said, but I feel stuff on the inside of me lifting up higher and higher. And he said, I feel like this weight that I've been carrying all day long has just completely snapped off of my life. And he started crying and he said, I just want to tell you. He said, I don't know if you feel what I feel. And I said, 
No, I don't feel anything. <laughs> I said, oh, uh, I don't feel anything. He said, I don't know if you feel what I feel, but he said, I just want to tell you, man, and this dude doesn't go to church. This dude, this dude doesn't believe. He's not a believer. He said, I just want to tell you, he said, the anointing's real. And he said, I see it flowing through your life. He said, because all day long I've been sitting here, he said, feeling so hopeless. And he said, just by your presence in my living room, he said, I feel joy and I feel peace and I have hope. And he said, I just want to say thanks for stopping by. And you know what? That messed me up because when I walked outside his house and I started to leave, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you got to stop worrying about what you feel. And you got to stop worrying about what you think. And you got to remind yourself that everywhere that you go, you're God's representative on earth. Everywhere that you go, you're an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere that you go, the anointing is going with you. And I want to say that to you today, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. You are anointed for expansion. You're anointed for enlargement. You're anointed to break out on the right and on the left and you're anointed to see atmospheres transformed everywhere that you go because whether we feel it or whether we don't feel it, God is still God. Come on somebody. Jesus is still the greater one and he is still able to do immeasurably more, far above, exceedingly abundantly all we could ask or think or imagine and I want to challenge you as we close the door on this year and as we step into this new season let's believe God for the more. Let's believe God for supernatural expansion and let, let's believe God for greater things than we've ever seen or heard or imagined. I want you to stand with me all over this room and I want to pray right now. If you would, just grab hands with somebody standing next to you as a point of contact and agreement. The Bible says where two or more agree together is touching anything. It shall be done. I want to pray a blessing over you and then I'm going to let the worship team just flow uh, with the Holy Ghost and minister however they feel led. I may have to slip out of here a little bit early because... I just love Tom Croyder so much. I can't help it. I love that dude. And he's so busy, we never get to hang out. And I called him the other day, and I said, look, will you please go to lunch with me, man? Because the last time we went to breakfast, we were there like three hours, and it felt like 20 minutes. And uh, I was still talking. Tom's like, Ryan, I've got to go. And I'm like, no, this is so much fun. Don't leave. I don't want to let you go. Uh, and so I was like, hey, can we go to lunch? He's like, yeah, I guess so. You know, and I was like, don't guess. I'm, I was like, I might slip out early if I have to because I said, I just want to eat with you. And so I'm thankful for time. Man, pray for him. Man, God is, God is using him to do an incredible work, uh, you know, all over the place. And uh, I, believe, I, I believe with all of my heart, I believe this is a word for him today. I wish he could have been here to hear it because I believe that God is about to expand him and about to expand his ministry, amen. And so I want to pray for you. I don't know you. I don't, I don't live at your house. I don't work with you. I don't know what you're facing. But I know that God wants to touch you today wherever you're at. I don't just believe in physical healing. Uh, I believe God can supply all of our needs. I was with a pastor friend a couple months ago. He needed $10,000 for his church building. And he said, Ryan, I've just kind of given up. He said, on it happened. And I said, no, don't do that. I said, God's going to do it. And the Holy Ghost came. It had to be the Holy Ghost because I don't have this much faith. I said, dude, God just told me that before this month is over, he's going to give you that $10,000. And he said, Ryan, this is the summertime. This was back in the summer. He said, people don't give in the summer. I said, I don't know, man. That's just what God says. Do you know that on the last weekend of the month, a young couple showed up at his church, wrote him a check, $10,000 need, met and supplied, just like that. And I said all that to say, I believe God can do anything. You might not need a touch in your body today. You might need $10,000. Come on, somebody. You might need a touch in your body today. You might have somebody that you really love that's going through a crisis right now, and you're believing God. I believe God can touch them wherever they are. His power is not limited. His anointing is greater. And as you grab that hand, just squeeze it right now. And let's agree together and pray in faith right now. The prayer of faith over our lives, over our homes, over our families, over our situations, 
over this house. Let's believe the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for this time together today. Thank you for this word, Lord. Thank you that your word is quick and powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. Thank you that your word pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. Thank you that heaven and earth will pass away, but your word is from everlasting to everlasting. Lord, you said your word that goes forth will not return void. It'll accomplish what you please and it'll prosper where you send it. Lord, I pray that the good seeds of this word would find the good soil of our hearts. I pray that this message would grow within us and that it would bring forth much good fruit in all of our lives. Father, I pray today in the mighty name of Jesus that we would start believing you for supernatural enlargement and supernatural expansion. I thank you that it's your will for us to break out on the right and it's your will for us to break out on the left. Lord, we're expecting that in this season you're going to take us deeper in you, you're going to take us higher in you, and that you are going to anoint us and empower us to do what you've called us to do in a greater way than we ever have before. Lord, I bless every person in this room. I bless every person under the sound of my voice. I bless every home and every family that's represented here. I bless this great campus, oh God, and I thank you today for the tangible touch of your spirit, for the tangible anointing of your Holy Ghost being released into this room right now. Lord, I don't know everything that your people are going through, but you know and you care today. It matters to you, oh God. You said we could cast all of our care on you because you care so much for us, and right now we pray the prayer of faith, we pray the prayer of agreement, and we command healing virtue to flow into every body that's needed. Lord, we command healing virtue to flow into all emotions and into the realm of the soul where it's needed. We command, Lord, healing virtue to flow into financial situations where it's needed today. Thank you that you are able to do more than we could ask or think or imagine. And we believe you, oh God, for miracles. We believe you for signs. We believe you for wonders. Right now, all over this room, touch and bless and strengthen and fill your people. Lord, fill your people up until they overflow in the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus we pray. We honor you. We celebrate you. We love you. We call it done today in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I love you today. Let's worship him together.